Well, uh, call by name takes a seat here, and uh, we're taking uh, taking a break in the action for our uh, dumping destructive behaviors uh, series. Uh, that's because uh, once a year at uh, Christ Church, uh, for those that are new to us, we uh, we pause and uh, we have an annual meeting of our covenant members and. Uh, so we take that Sunday morning time as a time to uh, just reflect uh, on uh, what's going on at Christ Church. And it gives us also a chance to um, talk about not only what's happening at Christ Church, but it gives us a chance to remind ourselves of some of the core values around here, some of the things that really drive uh, who, who we are, who uh, God has created uh, Christ Church to be. And so uh, this morning, that's what the message is going to be about. So if you're new to us or if you're visiting with us today, uh, you'll hear some of those core values. And so you'll get a quick uh, quick word about kind of what, what this congregation is about, what this fellowship of faith is about. And uh, for those who have been around uh, for a while, it's a good reminder, don't you think, for us just to pause and do that. Um, now, I've got uh, three kids, and they're all, you know, grown and, and gone now. And, uh, but when they were small, uh, we watched a lot of, uh, of uh, Winnie the Pooh. Do we have any Winnie the Pooh fans? Yo, that's Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, go Winnie the Pooh. Okay, so Winnie the Pooh. I mean, he's still popular, isn't he? I mean, people are still doing Pooh. I mean, that didn't come out right, did it? Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Uh, there's one uh, one uh, little scene where uh, Piglet, little Piglet and Pooh, are uh, walking together uh, in the morning. And as they're walking, they kind of walk together uh, quiet for a while and uh, just kind of enjoying the beauty that's around them. And then uh, finally, Piglet uh, asks Pooh this question. He says, Pooh, when you wake up in the morning, what's the first thing you say to yourself? Pooh, in his Pooh-like way, you know, ponders the question for a minute and answers, what's for breakfast? And what do you say, Piglet? Pooh asks. Piglet responds, I say, I wonder what exciting thing is going to happen today. Isn't that cool? I think for us at Christ Church, as we, we gather here this morning, um, boy, you know, we are just pausing to recognize all of the excitement of what God has been doing at Christ Church uh, over this past year. For those who don't know, it's uh, coming up on a year that we uh, we are in our new facility here. We uh, had our first worship service uh, August of last year, so we're getting closer and closer to that one year of actually uh, being in the building. And what's so exciting for us is to see what God has been doing uh, over that past year. There was a time, for instance, at Christ Church uh, when uh, we would get together for worship and we would have about uh, 70 folks showing up on a Sunday. You know, everybody in the building, count every head you could, and we had about uh, 70 folks uh, showing up. Now, the exciting news for us at Christ Church is that now, uh, on most Sundays, uh, we are just a little bit under uh, 300 people uh, every weekend. Isn't that awesome? I just think that's great. Uh, we're just a little bit under 300 people uh, every week. Uh, and with that is the excitement. There was a time at Christ Church when we uh, counted uh, kids' heads with uh, one hand, you know, the number of children we had in our children's program. And, uh, boy, if you walk back there uh, these days on any given Sunday morning, uh, that place is filled with energy and excitement. And 
we sometimes have Sundays where we've got 60 and 70 uh, children back in our kids camp uh, area and that's just really exciting because we know the more we can plant those seeds in those children's lives the greater difference they're going to make in the world amen so uh, that's exciting for us uh, and the same way goes, obviously, for our youth program. I mean, we, we have a van, and the good news is uh, uh, we, we need another one because uh, that one gets full all the time. When we take trips and events, we still have to caravan with cars and stuff. So, by the way, if anybody's got a van out there, 15-passenger, come see me afterwards, will you? We'll, we'll talk to you about that. But uh, isn't that exciting that, you know, again, we're reaching those kids and, and you know, being able to, again, plant those seeds in the lives of young people and, and youth so that, you know, when they go out there into the world and they go into the high school and the places they go in the junior high, that, that they know the truth. And they're going to be able to just stand up uh, for Christ in those places. Now, all that is really exciting, right? And, I mean, we got small groups happening and, you know, they just keep multiplying. I mean, it's exciting. We get new people come and they join our fellowship. And, uh, you know, within a month, uh, they're, they're coming up to me or another staffer saying, i got a great idea for a small group. I want to start a small group. And... Boom, we got a new small group starting. That's just really exciting stuff, right? You know what's really exciting? I mean, as good as all that stuff is, what's really exciting, what I think is just absolutely awesome for Christ Church right now, is that we are bringing new people to faith in Christ Jesus. I mean, it's not, it's not the old kind of church swapping thing. You know how that works, you know, where, where people just kind of, you know, they go to one church for a while and then, and then they just kind of swap over and go to another church. And, you know, some of that happens, you know. I'm, I always told my colleagues we should just be like the baseball teams, you know, and just have winter meetings. We would just kind of sit down and trade folks, but they never kind of went with that. But anyway, um, the exciting thing for us at Christ Church is we've got folks who are worshiping with us now and they're just getting to understand what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. And, and we've got folks uh, we're baptizing now who are, are not just this big, right, that you can hold in, in two hands like this. I mean, not just babies, but we're baptizing children, we're baptizing youth, we're baptizing adults. I mean, that is exciting stuff to see how God is using us at this time to really touch lives and, and uh, change hearts. That's the exciting good news. Why is it exciting? It's proof to us. It's proof to us that Jesus is fulfilling his promise that he makes to his church and specifically to Christ church. If you go to, go to Matthew, you go into Matthew 16, and uh, Jesus is meeting with his disciples and uh, asking them, you know, who do, who do people say that I am? And Peter comes back and says, well, you, you know, you're the Christ. Before the dialogue is all done, uh, he says uh, and reminds us why we're here. He says that in, uh, in Matthew 16, And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of death will not overcome it. He's fulfilling his promise to us in that he is building this church. Now, any remember what job Jesus had growing up, what his profession was? Come on, somebody's got to have it. He was a carpenter. Excellent. Doesn't it make your heart feel good to know that the guy that's building the church knows how to build? You ever think about that? I mean, the guy that's building the church, the guy that's building up this incredible institution of faith that stands over against all the institutions of the world, the guy that's building up is the guy who's a carpenter. And he knows how to build. And he has been building up 
this congregation of faith, this, this Christ church place, and using his skills and his talents as a carpenter to go ahead and build us up. And so I think about that, and I look at all the stuff that's been happening, and I, I feel a little bit like Piglet, you know? Uh, I wonder, I wonder what exciting thing God is going to do next. I wonder what exciting thing God is going to do next. And then I f- reflect on that, and I become aware that, you know, God is doing this, that Christ is building the church here. But I think he's also building up this church because of the core values that we hold as a congregation, right? And we have to make sure that we we stay focused on the right person and the right mission. Because God is only going to bless. Jesus is only going to build up whose church? His church. Did you see that? I will build up my church, right? His church. He's not going to build up my church. He's not going to build up your church. He's going to build up his church. So we got to make sure that our focus is always in the right place. And that focus is on achieving and accomplishing what the builder wants us to do, what the carpenter wants us to accomplish, what Jesus wants us to be about. And it's pretty clear when you go into the scriptures, it's pretty clear some of the main things, the, the core things of what it means for us to be the church and what he's going to build up. So, for instance, let me take you to the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 9. And he gives us uh, the the main thing of of what we're about. He says in 1 Corinthians 9, I'm not anyone's slave, but I have become a slave to everyone so that I can win what? As many people as possible. There it is, main thing. You see, the Paul, Paul knew. He was a good builder, too. I mean, he knew. He understood that the carpenter builds up churches who are absolutely focused and dedicated on reaching people for Jesus Christ. This is the main thing. It's what we're here for. We are here to reach absolutely as many people as possible. What's really awesome about that phrase is notice there is no limit on the phrase. Did you see that? It doesn't say, we are here to reach 1,500. It doesn't say that. We're here to reach 22,000. It doesn't say that. It says we are here to reach what? As many people as possible. There is no limit on what the builder, what the carpenter is willing to build. If we keep our focus in the right place and say our purpose, one of our core values... The main thing we understand about what Christ Church is here for in the world is to reach people for the gospel of Jesus Christ. One of our core values is simply that. We understand that one of the things we're about, the thing we're about, is reaching people. Reaching people. Some years ago, I put in front of the congregation what I I thought God was laying on on my heart um, when I came to uh, Christ Church, when I came to Mequon back in in 99 and uh, what I what I heard from him then was uh, pretty clear I heard him saying you know you, you need to go after 10% of the population and this is kind of neat how it works right because he says to me I'm supposed to be faithful and tithe to him how much 10% right we're supposed to tithe back in our tithes and our offerings we're supposed to manage our resources and tithe back to him 10% is a thankfulness for everything that he provides for us 
So I simply turned that the other way with God and said, well, okay, we are going to be a people who tithe back 10% of what God gives us, but God, we're going to ask you to give us 10% minimum of the population. Now, that's not a bad deal, do you think? 10% of the population. Now, some of you are sitting there right now going, holy man, 10% of Mequon, Cedarburg, and now we expanded our territory, so we're Cedarburg, Grafton, Sockville, Belgium, Port Washington. Did I miss anybody? That's awesome, isn't it? Would you agree with me that follows the phrase, as many people as possible? <laughs> right? That's what we're about. We're not going to put a lid on what God can do at Christ Church. We will always ask and expect God to do more than we dream or imagine. Now, we're going to slice that down this year. The leadership has been really praying hard about it and thought we needed to come to the congregation and, and the folks with just a simple goal. Okay, so, so what the council is challenging the fellowship with this year is for this year we need to at least make our minimum goal. Okay, Our minimum goal is we need to all covenant together that we're going to try to reach as Christ Church at least 50 new families to Jesus Christ at Christ Church. At least 50 new families. Okay, Not a bad deal, is it? If, if we can make that goal and then we'll make another goal, we'll make another goal. But as a minimum, we just need to reach 50 new families and be true to that core value of what we're about. Now, that's not that many. Let me prove it to you. On the day of Pentecost, when Peter got up and preached, he preached a message about Jesus Christ. And here was the result of this one person's work in the kingdom of sharing the gospel of Jesus with other people. It says in Acts 2, on that day, about how many? 3,000, about 3,000 believed his message and were baptized. Not a bad day's work, do you think? I mean, we're saying 50 families... One day, this guy gets 3,000 new people into the fellowship of faith. Is that awesome or what? And he brought them in. It wasn't just like, okay, I believe, and they walked away. It says after that, and they spent their time learning from the apostles, and they were like family to each other, and they also broke bread, and they prayed together, and everyone is amazed by the many miracles and wonders that the apostles worked. That's what we do. That's what we do. What we do is keep the main thing the main thing. We go and try to reach people for Jesus Christ. We try to reach people with the gospel and then bring them in and disciple them and grow them so they in turn go and reach people. And that miracles and things we never imagined take place in the ministry of Christ Church. That's what we're about. It's one of our main thing core values. How does it happen? Here's what you have to understand. That when you become a covenant member of Christ Church, your vision, how you see things, has to change. Here's the way the Apostle Paul described it in 2 Corinthians 5. He said, So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. What just happened? He said, From now on, I'm not going to look at people the same way I used to look at people. From now on, because I'm in Christ... I'm not going to just look at people the way the rest of the world looks at people. I now am going to look at people with a new kind of vision. I'm going to see a new kind of person standing in front of me. You see, for us, one of our core values is to understand that every person, 
is an incredible creation of God who has the opportunity and the possibility to become more and more of what God wants him to become and to leave behind the old. Here's the way Paul said it. He said, Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do, not, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. All of us... All of this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. What did he just tell us? He just gave us the ministry of having these new eyes. That when you go through your day and your experience as a covenant member of Christ's church, you got a new vision. you got a new vision when you look at people. Now when you look at people, you don't look at them the way the world does. You look at them and you understand... These people are an incredible creation of God. And that there is an old part of them that can be moved to the side and a new part of them that can be lifted up and that they can become more than they know. That God has a greater dream and a greater purpose for their life than they can either even imagine. But God is already determined. It's one of our core values. We just believe that. We just believe that God always has something more in store for the life of people. And it changes the way we see people. We see people and the possibilities of what God can do in their life. Paul describes our job then. He says, We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through who? Us. You see, he just gave us a new job. Anybody want to ever be an ambassador? Yes? Great, you are. When we're in Christ, we see people different because we're now on the job. We are now ambassadors for Christ. When we receive Christ into our life, we get that new vision and we become that part of the kingdom that works to change the world. Here's one of our core values. Ready? We just believe this around here. We believe that the church is the only true hope for the world. The church is the only true hope for the world. Why? Other groups, other institutions, the government can manage people. But they can't change hearts. They can manage people. But they can't take old lives and make them into new lives. Only the church can do that through the cross of Jesus Christ. We are ambassadors. And we are the ones that are the hope for the world because we have the power in the gospel and the spirit of Christ to be able to change people from who they were to who God wants them to be. We just believe that. We just know that to be true. If that's true, if all this is true, that what I've said so far, that we're ambassadors and that we, our main thing is reaching people and stuff, what's the next step? Well, the next step is we have to understand that as those ambassadors then, we have to use every means possible, every means possible to reach people. Again, it's one of the things of who we are here. We, we really value creativity. We really value you know, thinking outside the box and trying to find new ways, new opportunities to speak into the hearts and lives of people. Now, we aren't the first ones to do this. The Apostle Paul did it as well. Listen to the Apostle Paul again in 1 Corinthians 9. He said, When I am with the Jews, I live like a Jew to win Jews. They are ruled by the law of Moses, but I'm not. But I live by the law, why? To win them. 
And I'm with people who are not ruled by the law. I forget about the law. Why? Well, to win them. Of course, I never really forget about the law of God. In fact, I'm ruled by the law of Christ. When I'm with people whose faith is weak, I live as they do. Why? To win them. I do everything I can. Why? To win everyone I possibly can. Does he understand the main thing? Is he willing to change and be flexible in his life for the purpose of winning them? Absolutely. With the only one standard. Did you notice the standard in there? He will not violate the law of Christ. Did you see that? He'll do whatever it takes as long as it doesn't violate the law of Christ. That's one of our things here. That's one of our values here. Is we just understand what's at stake is so much more important that the church exists. Christ church exists not for the people who are here, but for the people who aren't here. Now, are we going to value and minister and do good things with the people who are here? Absolutely. We're going to grow you as best we can. But ultimately, it's for the purpose of reaching the people who aren't here. You just got to buy into that. You see, the risk we have, here's the risk. The risk we have, especially in this gorgeous, incredible new building, is to get comfortable. That's the risk. The risk is for us to get comfortable in our faith. To just kind of kick back, lay back, and say, this place is awesome. It is. And just enjoy it and kick back and say, well, we're here, we're done, this is fantastic. And make the church all about us who are in. And that's not who it's about. Why don't you give you an example of that, humorous one, but to show you the risk we have. Watch the screen for a minute. And uh, uh, i got a little video for you that kind of brings that home pretty clear. Uh, about, uh, I think it's Bubble Creek Community, right? Anybody been to Bubble Creek Community? Well, watch the screen. Let's try it. Mom, where's Timmy? He's gone to be with the Lord. He's dead? No, silly. He and his family have moved to Bubble Creek Canyon. Do you dream of a day when you can drive to work without being forced to look at unchristian billboards and bumper stickers? When you can turn on the radio without hearing the electric guitar or some other horrible instrument of the devil? When you don't have to interact with bozos who have the audacity to disagree with you? Well, at Bubble Creek Canyon, your dreams can come true. Hello. Or as we like to say at Bubble Creek Canyon, heaven out. Bubble Creek Canyon is an isolated community nestled in 3,500 acres of magnificent and desirable real estate. Best of all, it's 100% heathen free. That's right, and you'll think it's the next best thing to heaven. At Bubble Creek Canyon, we use an elaborate screening process to ensure that our residents completely agree with our doctrine. No ifs, ands, or Buddhists. We're a heavily gated community with fantastic facilities, breathtaking sight lines, and Christianized amenities. We have a Christian shoe store, a Christian t-shirt store, a Christian underwear store, a Christian bank, Christian grocery, Christian car dealership, Christian pet store, Christian liquor store, and a Christian tattoo parlor. Temporary, of course. We have a nationally recognized school district and only one textbook. We also think you're going to like our library. Let this filth get in here. the BCC Cinema, you can watch all the latest movies without worrying about the questionable content, because we removed it all. 
Every home comes with a spacious backyard with plenty of room for an optional baptism pool. Hey, pin the ear on the high priest soldier. One of my personal favorites. And each home comes equipped with built-in Christian signage. Just try to pull this off the wall. With our combination cable and internet package, you'll have access to ES Pray In, My Heavenly Space, God Tunes, Godopedia, God Gold, God Bay, Godcast, and The Sopranos. Every morning, a copy of our community paper will be delivered to your doorstep. And our publication is committed to protecting you from all that unpalatable bad news that's always happening around the world. Our landscaping company, Holy Ground, will make sure that your front yard is always impeccably manicured. We've added a new feature this year. Around the holidays, special sensors in the streetlights detect non-nativity ornamentation and act quickly to eliminate these unsightly eyesores. Bubble Creek Canyon, if God wasn't omnipresent, he'd probably live here. All right. Did, did you get the point? I mean, we're not here to insulate ourselves from the world. We're here to go out and change the world, right? We're not here to just kind of get cozy and comfortable with each other. I mean, you know, of course we love each other, we build each other up. Yeah, we're going to do all that stuff that the Book of Acts Church did. But we can't forget the main thing. We are here to go out and change people's hearts and lives, right? And not to be, just to be cozy and comfortable uh, with each other. Um, it's, again, one of our core values. We just believe that Christ Church has been put here to change culture and to not let culture change it. Right? We're just going to stand for the truth and we're going to go out there and, and try to build up people who do that. Stand for the truth, truth and go out and get involved in people's lives, even messy lives, right? Now, Proverbs 17 says, Sensible people keep their eyes glued on wisdom, but a fool's eyes wander to the ends of the earth. Where do we keep our eyes? On wisdom, right? We're going to stay focused on the wisdom of the Scripture but that's going to push us out into the world to go out into those lives that are out there that are messy and offer them the only hope that their lives can become more and more what God wants them to become. Is that going to be easy? No. Two things. It's going to take faith steps. Okay? It's going to take faith steps. We've got to be willing to step out there in faith as a congregation. Now, Paul said, I do all this for the good news because I want to share in its blessings. You know that many runners enter a race and only one of them wins the prize. So what? Run the race, right? We've got to run the race. We've got to be willing to step out there and just get busy and get at it. And that means we have to be ready to take those faith steps, to be able to risk for Christ. It's one of our core values. We're going to be more interested in taking the risk and be willing to put God to the test than being safe. We think God wants us to be a risk people. Be people who step out, who step up. Let me prove it to you. Ecclesiastes 11 says this. If you worry about the weather and don't plant seeds, you won't have a harvest of a crop. Do you get that? It's duh, huh? Is that kind of a duh? If you don't throw out the seed, if you don't take the risk of throwing out the seed, you're never going to get a crop. If we wait as a church for everything to be a sure thing, we'll never advance the kingdom. We are a people, and it's a core value. We're a people who want to adapt, change, and take the risk that God wants us to take. Not, not the ones that we want. The, the risk that God wants us to take. And that means we're going to have to get ready for some hard work and some challenges. 
want to be up front with you today. Uh, all of you covenant members out there, uh, you need to remember this, okay? Being a follower of Christ is not easy. It's hard work. Do you remember those uh, those 12 apostles that he called to follow him and they, they hung out with him for those two, three years, right? And he taught them and everything. Do you, me- do you remember what happened to their lives after after Jesus left and ascended to be the Father? Do you remember the, the end of all of those lives? Would you say any of those lives ended comfortably and easy? Absolutely not. Most of them were martyred, right? You see, being a follower of Christ is not easy. It, it calls for hard work, but the blessing is so incredible. The Scripture tells us this way. 1 Corinthians 9, Paul says, Athletes do what? They work hard. Why? To win. Athletes work hard to win a crown that cannot last, but we do it for a crown that will last forever. We work hard. If you're a follower of Christ, you've got to be ready to work hard. Why? Because we have an eternal promise that is absolutely worth all the effort. We have an eternal promise already given to us, and now we just have to work. Work to extend the kingdom. Again, it's a core value. You need to hear this loud and clear. If you're a covenant member at Christ Church, our core value is everybody here has to just work. We got Everybody's got to be involved. There's nobody on the sidelines. Everybody's got to be involved. Either it's being involved in a small group, being involved in a ministry of service, being involved more than just coming on Sunday morning, being a tither and bringing this, your tithes in the storehouse. I mean, it's doing the work of what it means to follow Christ. It's one of our core values. And it's sometimes hard. And it's sometimes challenging. But we believe it's worth all the effort. Let me, uh, let me end uh, with this. Um, when I came back in uh, 1999, uh, it would have been an interesting experiment if I would have had the opportunity or the vision then. Uh, it would have been interesting to sit down with the members who were there at that time and uh, say to them, uh, now listen, here's what we're going to do. In 10 years, we're, we're going to leave this current facility and we're going to build a 26,600 square foot facility. And uh, we're, we're going to go from having roughly a million dollars in assets to having over six million dollars in assets. Uh, and we're going to go from having, you know, 70 people in worship to having almost 300 people hanging around every weekend. And uh, you know this thing? I mean, how do you think the folks would have responded if I had sat down the first day with that? Well, okay, you don't need to say it, but they would have gone, what? Don't you think? And yet look where we are today. Look where we sit today. Why? Not because of me. Hear that loud and clear. Not because of me. Because the carpenter knows how to build a church. Jesus Christ knows how to build a church. And if he can do this, he knows how to build your life. He knows what he can accomplish in your life if you're ready to just give him total ownership. I'm kind of like Piglet today. I wake up every morning now and I am excited to just say, I wonder what exciting thing God is going to do today through Christ Church. I uh, want to make sure that as we think about that, as we do that, we uh, always keep it focused in the right place. And the right place is to just be thankful 
and overwhelmed and awestruck by what God has done. So I ask the, the chorale and the band to uh, just um, 